0: You're listening to the Black Career Guide podcast. Hi, welcome to the Black Career Guide podcast. Um, We have with us today, Shirley. Hi, Hi. Shirley. Hi. Hi. Shirley, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Okay, so my name is Shirley Asari and I am a senior contract manager.
0: That's what I do. (laughs)
1: what sector do you work in? So I currently work for the government, um, central government to be precise. Um, I'm also known as a civil servant.
0: Okay.
1: um, I currently manage the contract for a major train operator. And what that involves is making sure that the obligations that the train operator stated that they would um, adhere to. Um, I just make sure that they adhere to those obligations and make sure that if there are any breaches that they're dealt with accordingly. I also manage correspondence on behalf of the Secretary of
0: State Mm. for the department I work for. um, Which is the Department of Transport, I assume. Okay, perfect um so
1: in in our area i manage the correspondence on behalf of the rail minister as well and anything to do with correspondence so that includes parliamentary questions so if anybody chooses to watch parliament um question (laughs) for this specific secretary of state um i will usually be behind it if it's in relation to my area that is Oh um, perfect, yeah, and so engaging with other stakeholders, other train operators, um I analyze trends and performance data um just to make sure that we're on track, and if we're not, provide solutions as to how we can be. A whole host of different things, but that's <laughs> generally what I do.
0: Yeah, that's the gist of it. So we're going to break it down as we carry on with the conversation. But one thing I wanted to know, or just to highlight to our listeners. Um, so this is sort of your second career, isn't it? Do you want to tell us a little bit is. about your first one?
1: So my first one is really different from my current role. So mm-hmm. My first one, um, I so at uni, I studied criminology and socio-legal studies. And I've yeah. always been interested in criminal justice. Mm. So when I finished uni, I went to join the National Probation Service.
0: So you were a probation officer.
1: I, I still am. I'm still a qualified probation
0: officer. But yes, I don't practice. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so um, tell us about the transition from being a probation officer into being civil servant. Um, what was the inspiration behind it? What led to that?
1: Okay, well, I really liked my role um, in a probation officer. I really liked helping people. I really enjoyed uh, different aspects of the role, namely report writing for judges and things like that. But mm. um, at the time, I well, how about, yes, I had recently given birth to my Uh my son
0: Uh, and
1: being a probation officer it really wasn't paying the salary that I wanted it to to be honest uh, I loved my job I loved my work colleagues but it wasn't allowing me to fulfill um my goals in that respect and that uh, was then impacting on the choices I could make for the future it mm. doesn't mean to say that someone else who's a probation officer isn't fulfilled, isn't achieving their goals and their milestones. But for me, it just wasn't doing it for me. So mm. I decided that I needed something that um, I enjoyed just as much, if not more. It mm. paid me a lot more. And I had developed a lot of transferable skills. Um, I would completed a postgraduate degree. Um, so I was like... I
0: can definitely do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you did.
1: Yes, I did. So I just <laughs> I looked into what I was, I, I looked into myself and looked into what I was into and I was really into policy because there were a lot of policies that as a probation officer we had to adhere to and we had to implement and I really wasn't supportive or down with a lot of them, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and weren't really thought through Mm. Um, so i decided i'm so going you're talking to uh,
0: so um i guess one of those things was so sort of was for instance the move to uh the private sector that that was one of your things wasn't it
1: yeah so i considered that as well I considered contracting and um being self employed um and that would also open doors for me like you said to work in the private sector at the time there was a private part of probation, mm. um, which currently is coming back together to the public sector. Um, so, again, that, in, in terms of money, there was um, a little bit more um, in terms of uh, growth in that department.
0: Mm. Um,
1: as I said before, I thought policy is a good area for me to get into. And at the time, um, probation had, during its transition, from public to private, um, the probation service became a part of the civil service.
0: Mm. So,
1: although it was a part of the civil service, it wasn't central government, um, which is where I eventually moved to, mm. working as a policy advisor for the Department for Transport. So, um, I really just looked in my looked at myself, looked at my skill set, and decided, okay this is what I want to do. This is where I can develop myself in my career, develop my skills and get more money.
0: <laughs> I think sometimes we, we're a bit shy talking about money. Um, yeah. And I, I suppose it is it is a good conversation to have with yourself of, you know, when you're going, when you're starting out your, your career um, to say, you know, is this job going to pay me what I want in the long term? Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Um, did you do, did you think you always wanted to work as I suppose a civil servant? If, was that a route that you or saw yourself taking when you were seventeen, eighteen? Was it something? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> when I
1: was seventeen, eighteen, I wanted to do so many things. I saw myself in so many different um, work places and industries and. I always like the city, so I've wanted to do something corporate. But then I think the type of person I am, and I think you, Kenny, can testify to this, I'm someone who's very passionate about social matters.
0: Yes. And really <laughs> loves a debate. <laughs> so... You'll be talking to her about, you know, about changing your hairstyle and she'll be like, Oh, let's have a debate about this. Like literally she loves a debate. So this is yeah. you.
1: So I was very passionate about that. So I was like, hmm, I want to be involved in something that is going to improve um, the world we live in Mm. or help someone. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying the private sector or private companies don't necessarily do that, but um, I know it's not always a priority for them. So I definitely didn't think I would end up doing what I'm doing now when I was 17 18 and I think that's okay that's the beauty mm. of life it's forever evolving and especially during my transition I didn't prior to making that transition I didn't think I would make that transition I thought I was going to be a director within the probation service and wow. change you know or in at least impact legislation and but it just didn't Why, why do you that think way. that
0: happened that didn't happen?
1: Um, I'll be honest and I'll yeah. say that it was because mainly because of the money. When I saw how much people were making, both on my level, those higher than me, and the road, the 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 road that you or the steps you had to take to get like one step higher and the discrepancies in pay and Mm. workload I was like this doesn't this doesn't add up
0: Mm. and it
1: seemed like I had to work harder for my money in probation Mm. again this is not to say someone in probation is not having a whale of a time (laughs) but for me I, I didn't want to work harder to make more money whilst other my other colleagues elsewhere let's say this central government Or other places within the civil service other departments were making perhaps more than me Mm. and maybe they're a a grade lower than me and it's like Mm -hmm. it just it just didn't add up for me and my main motivation at that time as I said I had just had a baby Mm. and I was like I need to make more money I need to bring more money to the table Mm. and I started thinking about things my future his future Mm. Our family like my husband and I and I was like mm, where I want to go I don't think I can go where where I am so mm. I need to shift I need to change and you know I'm not ashamed to say it at that time my main motivation was money
0: yeah I understand that um, um, so Shirley what's it like being a black person in your industry would you say um, so
1: There are many um, black people in my director. I would say. That's great. Yeah. So it's not like I'm the only person. And I think um, the people I've met are really friendly, very welcoming. Mm -hmm. We have um, a network um, where we and other ethnic minorities group together to support each other um, and encourage each other in whatever we want to do. So... There's definitely the support, and um, the only thing is that there aren't enough like people in the higher positions, mm. namely directors, deputy directors, permanent secretary, who is like the highest level c- civil servant within the department okay. before it becomes ministerial. Okay. Um So yeah, there there certainly aren't enough black people in those positions um so yeah that's my observation of that
0: um and so do you see uh your race let's i'll just put it out there plainly yeah. do you see your race um paying a factor in your continuation and civil service uh yeah
1: def- definitely i think it would be remiss of me not to consider my race as a factor. Um, again, being plainly, those at the top, namely white, um, our white counterparts, they might not you know, consider it, but it's definitely a factor because it's been an issue for God knows how long. They have um, different race charters and um, diversity and inclusion Um, charters that they say that you know this is what we're going to do to improve racial equality within the department but it still hasn't taken the effect that we all want and need it to so Mm. if I say that it's not going to play a factor I'd be fooling myself it Mm. definitely does but it doesn't I am not I'm choosing not to allow that to hinder me Mm. I don't care who's at the top, whether I see people of um, the same colour as me or not, I'm going to mm. go for it because yeah. that's what I want to do. So I would love it for all of us to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and all go to the top. And, mm. you know, so it can look colourful. It can look good. And it, it can reflect society. Exactly, because that's what society is made up of.
0: Yeah, are different people. So, yeah what's your what is your next career aspiration
1: so uh the next career aspiration is to go up again um into a more senior even more senior role um and develop myself within um central government so i i'm i like the department that i'm in yeah and i think it's really important for anybody who wishes to work within the civil service they have a lot of perks so job security and um a good pension um, oh, and good the loads <laughs> the loads of departments paying really in terms of their the salary for the different grades you can compare and contrast so i think there's like there's it has good prospects so i'm happy with the department that i'm in i like the department
0: that I'm in. So so just to take a step yeah. back I could be working in the Department of Health, and you could yes. be working in the Department for Transport. We could be on the same grade, but do, performing the same almost identical titled roles, and the pay is different. The yes.
1: So each each department has their own budget, and for whatever reason, if you could, we could all be at the same grade, but we could be paid differently there are some that have small variances mm. and it's only a few thousand um and there are some that they have large so I again I would as I mentioned before the probation service is a part of the civil service yeah that's true however the ma- my main motivation was money at the time when I wanted to transition into a better paid job and the way I look at it is that there are a number of departments that um, produce money
0: for mm. the country
1: for the government
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but they have are, bigger
0: budgets I
1: can't speculate on how much each <laughs> department gets, but yeah. there are some departments that take away take resources away from the government they don't produce money for the government mm. enough maybe. In comparison to others so when you look at it like that and i, I don't this is not a rule this is just my observation yeah the, the ones that are making money for the government are encouraging tourism let's say on top of you know their main priority mm-hmm. and other things like that then they are the ones that they have um they tend to have higher paying salaries for their candidates However, those that pull away from the government, that don't make that much money, rather the government needs to be constantly pumping money into that department. Mm. Um, They tend to have, in my opinion, lower salaries. So that's something to look out for. Um, And there are some that when they get to a higher position, their salaries start to become serious. Like, yeah, okay. But then the lower grades, they tend to be just (laughs) lower So you just have to compare and contrast and then combine it with what you want to do. Um, So if you're passionate about something and you want to make a change, then look for the departments that do that.
0: So if we... um break this down a little bit so the 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 government is very large so there's all the different departments and there's all sorts of different roles if you were to to say if someone were to come to you and say oh shirley i'd really like to know how to become a civil servant Mm -hmm. um what would be your um starting point for them okay so first things
1: first would be to analyze yourself because yeah. there's, within the civil service, there's so many different departments. What are you passionate about? What do you mm. like doing? What interests yeah. you? Because mm. whilst my main motivation for my transition was money, I still wanted to do a job that I like. Yeah. Because I spend the majority of my week at work. So yeah. I need to be happy where I am. So find a department that, you know, you wouldn't mind engaging with, whether, whether it's the department... Um, for trade or whether it's the foreign and commonwealth office or education mm. public health england whatever um and then look at the different um the different vacancies they have different mm. at the different grades and look at um the salaries mm. again that was a motivation for me for somebody else it might not be a motivation mm. um but um, it's good. it's important to know yeah that.
0: It, it, it's good because then that will that can help you determine and the- and the government I think is one of the few employers that you'll see that actually actively publish their grades the salaries etc in most private sector um, companies so if I'm looking for a job somewhere if I go to Deloitte's website for instance you'll see the job the whole spec Rarely will you actually see the salaries, and so it's. I think it's it's a, g- a good opportunity to actually have a look at what's out there with open eyes for yes. the information. Um. So you said find a department that you like. Mm-hmm. Um. Look at the different uh, vacancies and salaries, and then what would you say someone should do? Um. Do?
1: So when you look at the different vacancies and salaries, obviously compare and contrast, and look at yeah. other departments and see how they they differ if you know that you're doing the same grade as another someone else in another department and you're getting paid far less again it depends but I would be motivated to go where I know I'm going to be empowered look at the different things that they offer do they offer career development Mm. for me again another major thing that I like about my department is that they have um, a year's maternity leave Mm. so there are other departments that only offer six months there are other departments that have an even older scheme where it's a few weeks and then it goes down to uh, it's cut by a certain percentage and then after that you know but that's sorry that's
0: a yes salaried a year's
1: full pay salary full, full pay no
0: if buts or maybe done wow yes. and is that is that sort of information readily out there or is it you know do some we all now know that
1: some <laughs> the, the department some departments,
0: so yes now you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we now know that. if there's you. now like an influx of applications <laughs> yeah. I
0: might even apply
1: <laughs> <laughs> so some some um put that on there um when they're advertising the job role. they put it on there because they know it's going to attract people yeah however some don't there, there often is a number that you can call um, the hiring manager to discuss the role. And mm-hmm. I think it's okay to ask these questions because if, if there's a candidate that they want out there that's serious about the job and has all the qualities and characteristics that they need to fulfill this job and more, and they want to know whether, you know, you're going to give me 12 months full pay maternity, I think that's a really small ask. So... Interesting. It just, it, yeah it just depends so look at the different characteristics about the department and ask yourself does this department um, promote or, or give the government money or does it pull away um, and for me those that pull away pay less mm. and don't offer that many perks the mm. year I gave birth was the year probation upgraded their um, their maternity package to six months full pay. wow prior to that if I had given birth any moment before that I would have been uh, one of those mothers who had a certain number of weeks Mm. like 90% and then it reduced to 50% after a certain number of weeks and then after that it just became nothing so yeah yeah look at that and then when you find the department that you want to work in maybe the grade or the job role that you're interested in with the civil service they, I'm I'm proud to say that they pride themselves on getting the best candidates through Mm. they don't want people who are not going to do the work, who are not intellectual, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you have to be like 100% academic, A stars, all the way through first degree, you know uh, no, but you have to be able to think and move Smart and mm-hmm. um, and be able to engage, you know, your your brain.
0: How and how would you say you reflect that in a CV or a job application? So, within the, I'm glad you asked
1: that because within the civil service, in terms of the job applications, they, so they they use competencies to sift the different candidates. Okay. And each person who applies has to respond to the specific sift for, sorry, sp- respond to the specific competency mm. um, for the job role. So okay. there are about nine or 10 um, competencies. Mm-hmm. And I'll give an example. One could be mis- making effective decisions. Okay. And for each grade, making effective decisions um, I mean, essentially means the same thing, but they have different characteristics that, that they look for in an individual. And you would have to provide um, a real-life example of how you met that competency. Mm. And within the competency, you have to respond in a specific format. Mm. So many people would have heard of the STAR format, which stands mm-hmm. for situation, task, action, and result. Mm-hmm. And there is usually a word limit. Um so you have to um, respond to these yeah. competencies the competencies and there can be from like th- a range of three to maybe six competencies for any given role that okay. you go for and you have to demonstrate how do I meet this competency and usually they it doesn't have to be necessarily in relation to your current role it could be something you've done maybe voluntarily or mm. outside of work but you need to have a, re- a, a quality example of how you meet that competency show your strengths and demonstrate how you did it not my team or my manager to yeah, yeah. specific to you <laughs> um and don't just reel yeah. off your your job description yeah um, that definitely won't get you past the sift yeah which is the next stage which is when they start shortlisting people you yeah need to be detailed But at the same time, you need to be concise because Mm -hmm. usually competencies you only have, for each competency, you only have 250 words. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, sometimes they ask you to write a personal statement and they'll have a list of points that they want you to address in your personal statement. Again, Mm -hmm. you'll have a word limit. Some are 750 words, some are 1,250 words. Mm. And even in that, you could break it down. So possibly each point that they want you to hit, you could, depending on your word count, obviously divide it by the number of questions.
0: Wow. It sounds like you've got a formula
1: you need to Yeah, (laughs) honestly, it it can be stressful, but this is how they pick out the quality candidates. And Mm. this is why, what I was saying about being smart. So sometimes we can all say what we... Some, like what we want to say but how do you make it smart how do you make it concise enough so it's not pages and pages and pages and pages mm. of you know examples but then detailed enough so they really understand what you were trying to say
0: mm. so I've got it. yeah that's amazing thank you um what would you say is a common misconception about civil servants wow um <laughs> I think I think a lot of people don't actually
1: know what a civil servant is. What yeah what do you what do you do?
0: What exactly does it mean? Um and Is I mean, there must... a reason why it has to be so vague? So if you were to introduce yourself, you told us what your job is and where you work. Most people mm-hmm. just say I'm a civil servant. Does that usually mean they work in M I five? That's what I always think. <laughs>
1: No, a civil servant is an, I think it's an, a very old term mm-hmm. and it's somebody who works for the government and as you know, uh, the government can often change.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: so a civil servant is is not subject to a particular party or political um, group. It serves the government, which in turn serves the nation, serves the people. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's not, like I said, it's not aligned to a specific party. So, if in the next general election we have a Labour government, obviously we'll be implementing Labour's, you know, manifesto and the things they put out to... But you're not all going to be out of a job. No, no, exactly. Hence why I said we're not aligned to...
0: Yeah.
1: And we, we we do what the government we do We do what the government says,
0: and we do what's best
1: for the nation,
0: yeah, I hear brilliant um so what's the what's the best part of your job would you
1: wow. say? <laughs> I think oh there's a number of things, like I like working with people, and I think the people I work with are pretty cool mm-hmm. um, I think the actual role that I do and seeing when I watch the news and I see different policies being implemented, mm. things that I know I have I have had a direct hand in if there's a change in um, how the train operator I currently manage runs, and that means that it's going to service more people, more passengers it's going to reach rural areas
0: mm. where
1: it there's been an increase in population and now you know it's gonna increase jobs. In that particular area, because there's going to be a news train station in that area and things like that. If I know I've had a direct hand in that, and I'm watching the news, and you know they mention my train operator or the the new developments that's taking place, I know that I've been involved in that, and I feel good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's- you know,
1: even when my friends are like moving to certain areas, I can say, oh, do you do know that this is happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, yeah, I so a, what's
0: the worst part?
1: Ooh, what's the worst part? I think there isn't, I haven't experienced like that's fantastic. Worst, a worst part, I mean, work can be stressful at times, you can have a really
0: jam packed day. Um,
1: but there's no worst part.
0: oh well, that's good. Mm, we're all gonna become civil servants then. <laughs> okay. Um, What's the best career advice you've ever received? Um,
1: Do you know what? I think, if I'm honest, the best career advice I received was a bit later on in life where I had made a number of mistakes, gone up, gone down, gone left, gone right, and then found myself again. Mm. But what I will say is that believe in yourself and mm. don't limit yourself you mm. can do as especially as a black person I feel like I don't know where I got this from but I felt like there were so many steps I had to take before I could make it to the top and then when I entered central government I saw people my age younger than me in senior positions mm.
0: like, like
1: director did, level positions. did they go to uni they went to uni mm. A lot of them did. Um, and with the civil service, another great thing is that they do like different courses. So they've got internships.
0: Um, okay. They've got... but so you don't have to go to uni so, to get no. into the civil service. Okay.
1: You, you don't. They do
0: um,
1: other programs specific, I think, specific to um, the department. So yeah. I know that within my directorate there I had a colleague who was doing like a commercial procurement um uh, it's not apprenticeship but I can find out the name and share it with you later but Thanks. that was their way in yeah. there are a lot of roles that they they do want university candidates okay Um, and they do a fast track program for university candidates which I okay. wish had I finished uni I should have just jumped straight on that because there are a lot of young people, and I really mean young people, like under twenty-five, who are wow. in senior positions, like earning. Once they finish the program, you um, start on a G7 level, which my department starts you off on about fifty plus. Awesome. A year. So at 25 that's exactly 100 percent. so I think don't limit yourself research mm-hmm. and go for it don't think oh I have to do this and I have to do that don't get me wrong hence why I said research don't just jump in you know head first without thinking or think you can do something beyond your capability at the time but research what you want to do make a plan and go for it and if there's someone that tells you no Ask them like okay, why? Why mm-hmm. why? There's no it's not a, a bad question. Ask them why. Mm. Because there are other people that are doing it mm. and there's no reason why you can't do it.
0: Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Shirley. Um, so what would you say are your three top tips for an aspiring um civil servant?
1: Okay, one, yeah, n- know yourself, yeah. know Try and find out what moves you, what motivates you, what, what makes you feel good, what do you want to get into?
0: Because mm. you don't
1: have to know exactly what you want to do, but there should be things that you like doing more than others. Mm. Um, so I think that's a good starting place to, to figure out mm. what, what department do I want to work for? Mm. Um, believe in yourself know that mm. you you can get to the top. You don't have to be, you know, eighty seven before you're a director. No, you mm. can be a young person. Um, so believe in yourself yeah. and thirdly go for it. What's the worst that someone can say no?
0: And yeah. when they give you feedback,
1: you build upon that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I got with when I joined the civil the central government, I then was promoted. But before I got that promotion, I made hundreds of applications
0: Mm.
1: and I was rejected left, right and centre. I remember calling you, just crying on the phone because I thought, you know, I can't do this. Mm. But it got to a point where I started to look at the feedback and I started to started to develop my competencies even more. Mm. And the, the, the current role that I'm in, when I applied for it, I knew I was getting this job because I knew my competencies mm. were A1. But that's because
0: I had well, to practice. Yeah. yeah yeah Don't
1: get me wrong, that doesn't have to be someone else's story. But yeah. I took the feedback and used it
0: and turned it around. That's amazing. Emotion, so. That's amazing. Looking yeah. forward to celebrating the next one as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay well shirley thank you so much for your time today um it's been really interesting um and so uh so much learning for me um especially and i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who'd not considered a career in a, as a civil servant um that maternity pay is calling my name <laughs> um but also just thank you so much for your time today um Thank you for me. yeah, and speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Black Career Guide podcast. Join us next week for another brand new episode.